Welcome to podcast number 14. This is Safe Dividend Investing. It is the June 9th of 2021. Today, I'm going to talk about losing money on the stock market. Recently, I was asked by a hesitant new investor if it were possible to go bankrupt investing in the stock market. I thought about it. Over the decades, I've ran collection agencies and credit reporting agencies. I used to read all the weekly reports from the superintendent of bankruptcy that listed who had gone bankrupt. I'd also read thousands of file notes on individuals and companies placed for collection. I cannot remember one incident where someone had gone bankrupt because they'd taken their money and invested it in the shares of a public company. Perhaps it exists, but I've never seen it. I did see some surprising things. Individuals going bankrupt owning less than $3,000. Some individuals going bankrupt more than three times in their lives. Chronic commercial bankrupts who form limited construction companies for each project, ripped off the suppliers, went bankrupt, and immediately created a new limited company for the next project. They seemed to go bankrupt on an annual basis. When I asked one supplier why they kept on giving him credit, I was told that while he was in business, he moved a lot of merchandise. I guess the supplier saw their eventual credit loss as the cost of increasing volumes. I tried to think how you could go bankrupt because you bought shares in a company that went out of business. Just because they went out of business does not mean that the shareholders who are only investors in the company would go bankrupt. Every business listed on a stock exchange is incorporated. They all have limited liability. The whole point of a limited liability company is that the shareholders can only be held responsible for the amount of money that they have invested in the shares of the company. If the business were a proprietorship or a partnership, then the creditors could go after the individual owners of the business for payment of the business debts. They could seize their personal assets. This is exactly why proprietorships and partnerships, as they grow and face the possibility that they could be held responsible for the company's debts, incorporate. The main reason given when we closed on collectible files, was limited company out of business with no seizable assets. Very few limited companies went bankrupt. They would almost always just abandon the business and walk away. It costs money to officially go bankrupt. Usually, a company's bank has a floating debenture on all assets to cover their loans. Once a bank has taken the assets, There was usually nothing of any value left. The creditors would then close their file and write it off to bad debt. They would see no profit in suing a company without assets or paying to have it forced into bankruptcy. You, as a shareholder, may lose all the money you have invested in the business, but that is all you will lose. If you were so foolish that you'd put all your money into this one company, you would certainly be much poorer 
than before you made that investment. I always recommend spreading your stock investments equally among 20 companies. Thus, you only would lose 5% of your wealth if one of them ever were to go bankrupt. However, large public companies on stock exchanges do not go bankrupt with a bang overnight. Their failure is more like the slow tire leak in a car. It can take them years to slowly sink into the muck of failure. There are many warning signs. First, I only invest in companies that pay dividends. I want to see the dividend payments going back quarterly or monthly for 10 years or more. I want to see those dividend payments increasing every year, hopefully by 10%. These increasing dividend payments, in a sense, are more important than the share price increase. Speculators control the share price. There can be little logic to what a speculator will pay for a share. However, to pay dividends, the business must first realize a profit. Steady dividends for years indicate that the management of the company are experienced and know how to make a profit. When they announce to the world that they will be increasing their dividend payments, they are saying, we have got lots of cash and we're going to be around for a long time. If companies that have paid profits for years stop paying them or cut them back, you're being told there is a problem here. Play close attention to such a change. While a 10% increase in dividend payments is good, a well-run company will do their best in a bad year to at least increase the dividend by 1%. The management of the company know that by totally cutting dividends, many shareholders will sell their shares and the share price will decline. Cutting is only done as a last resort. Since these executives have their annual incentives tied into the company's ever-increasing share price, you can be assured that they will never lose sight of the fact that they are there to make a profit and pay out an ever-increasing dividend. What signs do you look for with a company that does not pay dividends? These are often new companies who, while they may have wonderful potential, are pouring all the company's profits into growing the business. They're spending money which will hopefully create more money than what it is costing them. They are vulnerable because no company can maintain a monopoly for long. Competitors are anxious to take their customers away from them by offering products with more features at a lower price. With non-dividend paying companies, you're looking for clues like the following. Is their operating margin gaining or declining? Is the book volume of their company as assessed by their accountants rising or falling? Are financial analysts rating them a buy or a sell? Is the price-to-earnings ratio soaring far above the average corporate price-to-earnings ratio in the range of 15 to 25? This is where the stock evaluation software supplied with my books can be of great assistance. In a minute or less, you can score a stock with eight information factors that are easily and freely available. The score is out of 100. The highest score I've ever seen is a 78, 
and the lowest was an 8. I become concerned when the score dips below 50. I get very concerned when the score dips below 35. The scores of financially strong stocks remain consistent for years. You have to take much more into consideration than just the stock's price when you are monitoring a stock. Prices can crash within hours. When this happens, you need to determine are these falling prices emotional, illogical reactions to speculators, to events, rumors? Can they be ignored because the stock is fundamentally strong as reflected in their high score? Thus, can you go bankrupt investing in stocks? You can certainly lose all your savings, but losing all your savings does not make you bankrupt. What makes you bankrupt is failing to meet your financial obligations as they come due. Even if you had borrowed the money to buy your stocks, you had to give the lender security for the loan. Often, the security is the stocks you are buying. If the share price dropped to a certain level, the lender is going to sell your stocks to cover their potential loan loss. They are not about to lose money lending you money. When you borrow to invest, you are potentially losing control over your portfolio. If you had not borrowed money, your decision might have been to write out the declining price because your analysis showed the stock was fundamentally strong and would recover as it always has over the last 10 years. During the 2020 recession and the 2008 recession, the value of my portfolio dropped by almost half. Did I panic? No, because even after this drop, it was still ahead of the amount I had originally invested. The companies were fundamentally strong with good scores, and they were all paying dividends. I could see on the charts going back for decades that these companies paid their same steady dividend payments through recessions. I live off my dividends, not my stock prices. They say never invest more than you can afford to lose. Even if I lost all the money I have invested in many companies, I would still have assets. I would still be able to meet my obligations as they come due. The chances of a careful dividend investor ever going bankrupt are just about nil. Investing in financially strong, dividend-paying stocks is probably the safest investment that anyone can make. Within five years, due to the compounding aspect of ever-increasing dividend payouts that keep you well ahead of inflation, which usually runs about 2%, you should be able, as a self-directed investor, to double the size of your portfolio. If you are constantly reinvesting your dividend back into the portfolio, that portfolio should triple in 10 years. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.informus.ca.